we never lose sleep. You know, we grow up like, I volunteered at Randy Sam's today, and boy, I just felt like I did a good thing. I, I can't sleep tonight. It's just bothering me. I went to the, to the food kitchen and helped distribute food. Oh. something we shouldn't have done. We know what it is, if we're honest with ourselves. And Lent helps us to try to do that and to be honest, so that we may bear fruit. Jesus uses the image of the fig tree. The fig tree is the second or the third tree named in the scriptures. The first one, or the second, some people say it's the same, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. And then afterwards, after Adam and Eve, in the parable of creation, they sin, they grab a fig from the fig tree and they cover themselves because of their guilt and their shame. So they miss the mark that the fig tree represents where they're clothed. The fig tree in particular, whenever it comes up in the scriptures, represents the people of Israel. And as I'll mention to you, these are the illusions that if Israel is faithful, they are a fruitful fig tree. And if the story is talking about a barren fig tree, Israel is being unfaithful. That's the connection that they have. And then Jesus uses that idea, that concept of the fig tree. Remember first he says it in John 1, 46 to 50. When, when people say to Nathaniel, Hey, Nathaniel, we found the Messiah. Come, come, follow. We, we see him. That's him. Where is he from? Well, from, from Galilee. Galilee. What good... People come from Galilee. Literally, Galilean Jews were considered pigs. That's really how they wrote that. The good Jews, the righteous Jews, lived in Judea. If anything worked out for you, you really wanted to be a good Jew, you lived in Judea. In Samaria, you were the ones who married outside of religion. And the Galileans, they're the ones who were the pigs. So Nathaniel says, ah, what good can come from there? When Jesus approaches him, he approaches Nathaniel and he says, Nathaniel, behold, an Israelite in whom there is no God, aware of what Nathaniel had said. And Nathaniel feeling shame and guilt changes his heart and changes his tune. And he uses the example that Nathaniel basically calls him out. Consider yourself an Israelite sitting under the fig tree, and yet you mock me. <coughs> In another occasion, Jesus, right before his death and holy, he's looking, walking with his disciples, 
sees a fig tree and he's hungry. And he expects that there's some type of fruit on the fig tree. He goes over and he sees that there's none. So he curses the fig tree. The fig this tree is not bearing any fruit. The next day the disciples see the tree, and the tree is dead. And it has withered. Now, of course, we all know it's hot to get stuck here. It just doesn't wither the day. But this is what happened. Because no fruit was being born of it, the tree died. And then we have today's gospel. The gospel of the fig tree. The fig tree represents us, if you will. We are the new Israel. We are the ones who God has chosen through Christ. Christians, through the waters of baptism, to live according to his new covenant. And we're called to bear fruit. But the interesting thing about this is that if you were to hear this story in the time of Jesus, and Jesus were to tell this parable, the first thing you would say to him, how can you expect this fig tree to have any fruit? It's in a vineyard. It's not supposed to be there. Your expectations are a little bit off. Sometimes we are put in places that we might not be or expect to be. There are many times that um, I always would think about Texarkana. And when we would be going to visit my grandma in South Texas, I would be country Texarkana and I said, oh, I wonder what that place is like. I know something sort of brought through to it. When I was in Sherman, I would think, you know, oh, so that's okay. You know, yeah, I thought Lambert was there. I've never been there. Hmm. I don't know, something about Texas Canada. Oh, I'll never get there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, 